Welcome to the Nourish, Eat, Repeat podcast, helping people who want to improve their health and change their mindset around food so they can live the life they were designed and called for. I am your host, Adrian Delgado, and in this podcast, I'll give you step-by-step action plans to reach your health goals, as well as my favorite recipes I know you and your family will enjoy. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of Nourish, Eat, Repeat. Guys, I hope you are having a fantastic day. Uh, I know I am. I am. I'm super excited to be here with you. Uh, but I also just had a great day at home. Sitting at home with my family, getting to hang out with them. My parents came up. We all watched my daughter's soccer game today. Uh, the Phillies are winning. I know that the World Series is going to be over by the time this airs, but we just won game one. We got game two tonight. So still running off of the high of that win, especially because it was a very stressful win, if you guys remember game one of the series. And so, yeah, things are just good. I want to let you know, we are in a planning stage right now for 2023 and body metrics. Uh, We're really hoping to launch some new programs and new services that are going to better help our clientele reach their goals. And I'm just super excited about what we're looking to add to our business and really excited when I'll be able to share all those things with you. So stay tuned. We've got some great things coming ahead. So today we have a very interesting topic, if you will. Today we're talking about the temptation of free food. And I'm specifically talking today about free food at work. Okay, I'm going to zero in a little bit on the work situation because this is where most of my clients struggle. It's free food. We, we don't know what to do with it. We are just drawn to it like a moth to a flame. And so we're going to talk about why your employer might offer free food. So you have an understanding of the motivation behind it. We're going to talk about specifically what are the challenges and why we find it so difficult to say no to. And then we're going to give you some practical tips. You know, I think the overall goal for eating free food is not to never, ever eat free food. That's an all or nothing goal. And we know because you can listen to countless podcasts that I've done about why all or nothing mentality doesn't work. And honestly, that's true for all nutrition, right? All or nothing doesn't work. So for some of us, the goal is just to reduce the frequency and not to give in to free food as often. Eating it every once in a while, honestly, it is not a big deal. It's normal, in fact. But eating it all the time, every time it's offered to the point where you may not feel well or you notice your pants aren't fitting as well uh, or your blood work isn't showing great results, that obviously is something we want to address and we want to make it really practical by giving you some some really uh, simple tips to follow. Simple in terms of being able to comprehend what I'm saying, not necessarily simple to execute, but that's why we practice. And we practice and we practice. And if we're not good at it, 
All it means is we need a little bit more practice. That's all. All right. I remember I had a client one time who was struggling to manage his blood sugars. He was diabetic. And so he would eat out a lot. And we were working on either strategically packing from home or what to order from, let's say, like Wawa so that he could keep his blood sugars in better check. And I remember he told me the story. Uh, he said that he wa- went to a doctor's appointment earlier in the day. So he took like a half day at work. He went to a doctor's appointment. And because, you know, he had to leave the house earlier than what he normally did or would, he ended up going to Wawa to get a sandwich for lunch that day. And so he was all proud of himself because he ordered a shorty instead of a classic. So he ordered a six inch versus a 12, which is what he normally would. Loaded it up with veggies, put his protein on, did everything right in terms of giving himself the most opportunity to be successful. And gets to work and he was hungry. And so he proceeded to eat a sandwich. He finished his sandwich and then all of a sudden, a bunch of his coworkers were getting up and, you know, to go to lunch and, you know, and said to him, you know, are you coming? And he's like, oh, no, I actually just ate my lunch. And he's like, oh, well, corporate or whatever you want to call it, bosses got us free pizza today. And he was like, wait, what? They got us pizza? And he said before he knew it, he was, you know, walking to the break room with his colleagues to eat pizza and he had two pieces of pizza and I was like well wait a second you just had lunch he's like I know but it was free they never get us free food and so you know maybe you can resonate with that you know I wasn't judging him because you know he was really excited about the free food but it wasn't in alignment with his goals like he actually did all these great things in terms of packing or I should say buying strategically at Wawa and then just completely let it go by eating pizza as well because it was free now what's even more interesting is later on in the day he went back into that break room, noticed that there was still pizza left over and proceeded to eat another piece of pizza because his fear was well they're going to throw it out and I would like another piece. And I asked him if he was hungry beforehand, he's like no, but it was free and I didn't want them to throw it away. And so sometimes we make decisions based on thoughts that we assume to be true. Like, yeah, but what if they throw it away and nobody eats this pizza? Like, I need to, I need to be the one to pick up the slack. I need to be the one to eat this. So my question is, have you ever struggled with this? Have those thoughts come to your mind as well? And, you know, have you eaten foods when you're not even necessarily hungry for them just because it's there and just because it's free? So let's talk a little bit about this concept of free food, because I think especially in the workplace, free food can come in two different forms. Either your company is paying for it, or people are bringing in food from their home that they don't want to be in their home. You know, it's, I don't want to have this in my house because it's too much of a temptation, so I'll just bring it to work and let all these other people struggle with it. And I want to talk more so about the free food from your employer. 
you know, they were looking into why employees offer free food. I was actually doing some research on this. And, you know, the four reasons why this um, article was trying to support purchasing food for your company is number one, uh, client, not client retention, but um, employee retention, less turnover, people feel happier, people feel seen, people feel appreciated. Um, So employee retention was a number one reason. Number two, it boosts the morale of the of the company and of the employees, uh, when you can share a meal together and when, again, people feel appreciated, they're more likely to work harder for you. Uh, the third reason why employers might offer free food is because it's cost effective. They have found that people work longer when you feed them. So if you're offering pizza at work, then you know your employees aren't going out and maybe going, you know, eating their lunch out for an hour, they're staying in-house, they're maybe taking 20 minutes to eat, and then they're going right back to work. Because again, they feel appreciated. Now they want to reciprocate that by going back to work faster. So it's less time off, um, and meaning more productivity for them. And then the fourth reason is an opportunity to socialize. And For some companies, depending on how large they are, this allows people from different departments to intermingle where maybe ideas are shared and innovations happen. So it's very productive for the company to offer these social events because they find that people are relaxed, they're more creative, and it's a win for everybody. So that's some of the motivation behind why a company might offer free food. Uh, What's interesting, though, is there was a government study that showed that American workers uh, will acquire approximately 1,300 calories a week from free food and drinks. People will eat an additional 1,300 calories each week when offered free food. Now, that's almost like eating an extra day's worth of calories, which over time adds up. Right? We don't notice it right away. It's a quarter pound here, a half a pound here. Maybe your cholesterol goes up five points, maybe 10 points. But over time, that does make a difference in your body. So we need to talk about it. And we need to talk about ways that you can, you know, help yourself out if you struggle with this. So why do we struggle with it? Let's break that down for a little bit. Um, again, we love anything free. Free feels like a good deal. I can't tell you how many times I met with people and they tell me that the reason they bought Tasty Cakes at Wawa is because they were two for a dollar. They're like, but that's such a great deal. I can't pass up on this. And I tell them they could save a dollar by not buying any. And they look at me with this confused look on their face like, wait, what? But you don't understand. Two for a dollar is a steal. I have to participate. But again, you keep your money by not spending it, by spending any of it. We, my husband says this all the time when we go to the, to the mall. Like pe- People are like, oh, I'm just going to go look and see what's there. And then they end up spending money. You know, we don't go to the mall. We don't spend any money. So we actually save money by not going to look. Um, we struggle. One time I had a lady, I was asking her what she had to eat for breakfast that morning. And she said, I don't want to tell you. I was like, well, what are you talking about? And she was my first appointment of the day. 
And she said, well, I went to Panera and got a scone. I was like, well, that's not even on your way to the office. So you deliberately drove the opposite direction to go get the scone before you came to see me. And I was like, well, what made you drive in the opposite direction? She said, well, I have a, an app on my, on my phone from Panera that said it was a free scone day. And so I d drove out of my way to pick up my scone before I came to see you. <laughs> I guess, again, you guys know I don't have a poker face. And I was like, well, maybe we should delete that app, <laughs> right? If you don't have the app on your phone, you don't know it's free scone day. And then you don't get a scone. But companies now are being really savvy about this. I know my own son struggles with this because he is the Wawa app. And it will be nine o'clock at night. And he's like, I got to go run to Wawa and get my free muffin. I'm like, what? You don't even need a muffin right now. I know, mom, but it's free. I got to go redeem my points. So just as a little side note, please be careful with the apps to different restaurants, to different um, convenience stations, whatever they may be, because they are going to lure you in with free food. You spend so much money, you get a... a um, a prize to redeem, a food to redeem. You know, it's all a ploy. Remember, the house always wins. <laughs> you think you're, you know, taking it to the man. You think you're one up on them. They're one up on you. They're not losing money. They know this strategy works. So please be careful if you have apps on your phone that lure you in with free things. Remember, you don't have the app, you don't know. You're not any smart, you know, any of the wiser, and it actually works out in your favor. I will also hear people tell me that, you know, I'm not even a, a sweets person, and I will be, you know, ordering sweet foods just because it's offered. You know, we, we tend to even pick things that we don't even like just because it's free. And so have you ever struggled with that before? Have you ever eaten something just because it was a free food? All right. So again, why we seek out free foods is most of the time, free foods feel like a perk if we're feeling underappreciated in our role at work. If we feel that nobody's acknowledging the hard work we're putting into things, we look at this as an opportunity to feel seen and feel acknowledged. The other reason why people turn to food, free or you know, free or not, honestly, uh, is because they're either stressed out or they're bored. They're either overwhelmed or they're underwhelmed at work, which creates a perfect storm if you're thinking about it, because most people in their job are either overwhelmed or underwhelmed. They're never at just the perfect level of whelm, if you will. And so any opportunity to feel overwhelmed or underwhelmed, you have a break room that's filled with food or you have employers that buy food, most likely people are going to gravitate towards that coping strategy because it's available. They don't need to seek out an alternative solution. It's basically handed to them on a silver platter. We also have to remember that eating has a big social element, meaning that 
you know, our habits are influenced by the people around us. And so if everybody is congregating in the break room and eating free food and having a shared experience, we don't want to be the ones that are missing out. We have extreme FOMO, right? That fear of missing out. We don't want to be the only ones that aren't part of a shared experience. And so there's lots of reasons why we're drawn to food at work, uh, especially, like I said, the free food. If we feel like, you know, we're, we're sticking it to our bosses or to the company when we feel underappreciated or undervalued. So again, at the beginning of the podcast, I mentioned the goal is not to eradicate free food eating forever, never be able to do it again. That is not normal. That is all or nothing thinking that usually ends up in destruction. The goal is just to decrease the frequency. Maybe you're eating free food every day. And so a good goal for you would be to just decrease one or two days a week, right? Rather than say, I can't do it at all anymore. That's usually not going to be a productive way. Um, maybe for some of you that, you know, do it every, every Friday, maybe you want to start with every other Friday. You know, if the work brings soft pretzels or donuts or whatever they do on Fridays to end the week, Maybe you pick every other week or you split one with a friend and not eat the whole entire thing. Let's be honest. Typically, the foods offered when they're free are not the healthiest. They're usually high in empty calories. They're usually refined grains. They're usually high in fats or high in added sugars. Usually, your occupation, your work is not giving out free salads. You know, I have, they're not giving out the free fruit trays. They're not giving out free veggie trays, right? That is usually not what people are providing. And so you can tell, or you could see that if we're choosing those foods frequently, it's going to eventually impact our health and even our weight. So let's talk specifically about what are some tips, I got seven of them, that you can do if you struggle with the challenge of free food. Number one, easiest tip is keep it out of sight, right? We want to keep it out of sight. We want to keep it away from our line of vision. I remember one place had, uh, they didn't have a break room. So in the one corner of the, the room, they kept all the free food. And they kept it by the printer, which was a problem because a lot of people were going to print things and then they would stop by and they would snack. So if you have a space in an open room, try to put it in a corner that's not convenient for anyone to go to. Don't put it on the way to the bathroom because, you know, I always tell you to hydrate. So that's not going to be helpful. Or if you can, maybe even purchase a partition that you can put the food behind. So you're just making it a little harder to make the decision. If you have a specific break room, uh, you may want to put the food in a cabinet or in a, a part of the drawer of the refrigerator, right? Most people, if they have a refrigerator at work, they might be bringing their lunch, putting it in the refrigerator. That's challenging for them. So if you put the the free food in the drawer, then that's an extra step or out of sight, out of mind. Maybe people won't select it. I remember I had a girl one time, she worked in a physical therapist office and she cleaned out one of the the cupboards uh, in the kitchen 
and she would put all the free food in the cupboards. She put a sign on the cupboard door, like, this is where the free food is, just because, you know, if there were some people that wanted to eat it, they knew where to go. But she said she was in and out of the break room so many times herself um, that every time she walked in and saw the food on the table, she was tempted to eat it. So by putting it in a cabinet or a drawer or in the refrigerator in the drawer, uh, she made it less visible and therefore wasn't choosing it as often. So I thought that was a terrific, uh, terrific thought of how to fix that. Um Make sure that if your work has beverages, you're trying to keep the free food away from the beverages. I know people try to put everything together, um, but I like to um, encourage people to drink. So maybe if you're a coffee drinker in the morning and, you know, and you're refilling your cup maybe a couple times in the morning, not putting the food next to the coffee station can also be helpful. The second tip is I want you to stockpile snacks in your own station or your own desk drawer or any section of the room that you're in most often so that, again, you're not running to the break room for your snacks. You have them available to you uh, if you want them. Again, you make it as inconvenient as possible. Oh, I have these snacks right here. That's so much easier than getting up and walking to the break room where... I might be eating things that I don't want to. Another tip is, you know, again, always checking in with yourself to see if you're hungry. Again, most time we're eating at work, it's because we're either underwhelmed or overwhelmed. So checking in with yourself first to ask, am I even hungry in this moment? Or what am I hoping this eating experience accomplishes? Am I hoping just for a change of scenery? Am I hoping to, you know, get rid of this agitation that I'm feeling because I'm so stressed out? Am I looking for just somewhere to go because I'm bored? You know, checking in with yourself and making sure that eating is the correct activity at that moment and that it's going to actually fix whatever the problem is, right? So when you're bored the solution is going to find something to do. Now, in all fairness, eating gives you something to do, but if you're not hungry and you're just eating every time you're bored, that eventually is going to catch up with you. So asking yourself, what am I hoping this eating experience accomplishes will give you another opportunity to tune in and figure out, is this the right solution in this moment? Now, tip number four is if you do choose to eat, I just want to make sure you do it mindfully. When you eat mindfully, it minimizes the damage, right? Rather than just eating a whole bunch of stuff and shoving it in your mouth and going on your way and not even realizing what you ate or how much you ate, being mindful means being present in the moment without judgment, So if you're going to eat a snack, I want you to put it on a plate. I want you to sit down at a chair. Most of the things we're eating at work, those free foods, we're shoving in our mouth between different activities. We're eating over the sink. We're popping things in our mouth as we're walking out the door. That's not eating mindfully, right? So if you're going to eat something, actually savor it taste it. Make sure it's even worth it. How many times do you eat something and you're like, I don't, 
I don't even like it, but it's free. So I'm going to just eat it anyway. You know, when the donuts have been in the break room for two days and they're stale, you don't even like donuts, but you eat it because it's free and you don't want it to get thrown out. Here's the deal. If you don't like what you're eating, you don't have to finish it. You don't. You didn't pay for it. So there's no money lost. There's no skin in the game. So if you're going to eat it, again, eating it isn't all, it's not necessarily the wrong choice, but if you're going to do it, at least do it with some responsibility so you can feel good about yourself and you can know that you at least did it responsibly so that you could honor your body and your goals. All right, tip number five is have an honor jar. So an honor jar is where you drop a quarter into the jar every time you grab something that's free. I want you to remember, nothing in life is free. There is always a cost. In this case, the cost isn't money, it's potentially your health. And so by you dropping a quarter into the jar, it's a reminder to your brain that nothing in life is for free and that there is always a cost to the decisions that you make. And if you start to notice that that jar fills up more quickly than you would like, then that can serve as a reminder to come up with alternative solutions that might also be a coping strategy that are a little bit healthier. Maybe it's going for a walk. Maybe you know, we try to be proactive. Maybe you go to the bathroom, the furthest bathroom in the whole entire building. You stay on top of it before it turns into a problem. You continuously give yourself change of scenery so that you're not, you know, using it last minute and then eating foods that you don't want to. All right. So have an honor jar and see if that makes a difference. Um, two more tips. Number six, make sure you're hydrated. Uh, remember, if you are not properly hydrated, it's very hard to discern the difference between hunger and thirst. When you are dehydrated, everything feels like you're thirsty. Oh, I'm sorry. I just made that. I just messed that up. When you are dehydrated, everything feels like you're hungry. Everything. So your throat is dry, you're like, oh, I need to go eat. And next thing you know, you find yourself in the break room eating something, right? When you are properly hydrated, it is much easier to discern hunger from thirst. So I want you to make sure you have that water bottle next to you. Make sure it's filled. You know, I think it's easier to drink from a straw. I think you drink more. So if you don't have a straw in your bottle already, go get one. You know, maybe... For you, it's easier to uh, drink your water bottles by time. So I know for me, I try to have one water bottle done by lunch and then my second water bottle done by the end of the day. That just keeps me on pace. And I have a 32-ounce water bottle. But you do what works best for you. Maybe you have one water bottle done by 9, another by noon, depending on the size. And you kind of stay on track that way. And you realize when you are properly hydrated, you're going to find yourself less in the kitchen. It's just how it works. And then finally, our last tip is don't tempt yourself by, and I'll put in air quotes, just looking. I just want to look, right? We think that just looking is harmless. And I 
guess technically it is. You're not eating at that point. You're just looking. But how many times has just looking turned into actually eating? Once you just look, looking no longer seems to be good enough. We want the next level. Then we want to actually eat the food. So just looking actually is harmful because it's a precursor to what comes next. We're doing a series right now at our church on Samson. And our pastor was talking about, um, you know, the fall of Samson and the poor decisions he made. And a lot of it is because he compromised. He made a lot of different compromises along the way. And I think that's what we do with food. We compromise. Well, I'm, I'm not going to eat it. I'm just going to look. But then one compromise leads to another. And before we know it, we're eating an extra 1,300 calories a week. So be careful. I tell my nurses, the ones that work in hospitals, I'm like, don't go in the nurse's lounge. That's just basically a, a drop-off point for all the food. All the reps, all, everybody uh, that works in the hospital just drops all the food off in the nurse's lounge. Don't even go in there. You don't need to see what's in there. You've got your lunch near your desk. You're good. You're going to go to the cafeteria to eat your lunch. There's no reason to go back there. You don't need to do your notes there. There's computer stations all over the place. I had one lady I told this to when she first got a job at a hospital. She, and she listened. You know, it's funny I say this, but I don't know if people are actually going to do it. She, for the first whole year that she worked there, she didn't go in the nurse's lounge. I was like, good for you. You know, sometimes I'm surprised when people listen to some of my suggestions because that was, you know, a whole year without walking in a, a room of your work that you have access to. And she's like, nope, I just didn't even want the temptation. I didn't even want to go in there and see because I knew once I went in there, I would want it. All right. So where do you need to keep your food, your own personal food for the day? Uh, do you need to pack a cooler bag with ice packs so that you don't have to go into the break room for the refrigerator? Can you put your snacks in your desk so you don't have to go? Uh, you don't have to go anywhere when you are hungry. You know, can you add more activity in your day? You know, recognizing when you need change of scenery, when you need to move your legs because you're restless. Can you go outside? Can you walk to a coworker in a different department? when you need a change of pace because you're overwhelmed or underwhelmed. But just paying attention to what you need and watching out for those compromises that are so, so sneaky, but ultimately impact your final decision. So that's it, guys. Those are your tips for the day. Um, your recipe today is actually a peach salsa. So for this recipe, you're going to need one peach. You're going to need a quarter cup of red onion, a half of a jalapeno seeded and chopped, two tablespoons of cilantro, two tablespoons of lime juice, and a quarter teaspoon of sea salt. And you're just going to chop everything up, mix it in a bowl, and it is it can be eaten on tacos, fish tacos. It can be eaten with pita chips. It could be eaten over chicken. Um, there's so many different options for this. But I specifically picked this recipe because it's a nice mix of sweet and crunchy and salty and uh, hot flavors. 
And so a lot of times when we're underwhelmed, overwhelmed, and we're seeking something to check off multiple boxes, this peach salsa can be a really great addition to your day. All right, guys, let me know if this episode has been helpful. If you um, if you try any of these techniques and you find them to be successful, I'd love to hear your success stories. And um, I'm just so proud of all the hard work you guys are doing when it comes to making good decisions for your health. Once again, hope you have a fantastic day and I'll see you next week. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Nourish Eat Repeat podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please rate, review, and share with others so we can reach and help more people. For more information about nutrition, how to work with a dietitian, or about any of our programs, visit our website at bodymetricshealth.com. You can also find us on socials. We're on Instagram and Facebook at bodymetricshealth. The book Nourish Eat Repeat is available on our website and Amazon in both paperback and ebook versions. Once again, I'm Adrienne Delgado, and I'll see you next week.